Hi, welcome to another episode of the Jaguar Podcast. As usual, I'm Victor. I hope you're having a good time. Um, if this is your first time of joining the podcast, thank you so much for joining. And if you are a frequent listener, thank you also for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode like the previous ones. And uh, if you're, this is your first time, also check out the previous episodes. And I hope you stick around for more episodes. Remember, please subscribe or follow the podcast on your preferred podcast streaming platforms, do share with friends and join the conversation on social media. Now, like every episode, I bring to you new guests who share their experiences about living abroad as Nigerians. And on this episode, I have a very special guest, someone I've known for about six, seven years now, basically from my university days. I'm going to just let her introduce herself. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Thank you so much, Victor. Uh, thank you so much. And okay, let me start by introducing myself. Like, yeah. This. Yeah. So my name is Ugochi Iwuchuku, and I'm a software engineer. I'm from Anambra State. Uh, but I don't know if I should still say that I'm from Anambra State because I am married to an Abia State man. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So automatically, you know, I'm from Abia State. Yeah. So. I think that's all about me. And I'm a software engineer. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Yeah, you did. You oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming on board, um, Ugochi. It's a pleasure to have you here. And I don't know if you realize, but this is actually like the first time we have a proper conversation since after we left university. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I I think so. I don't know if you're on our group chats on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have I've not been in that group chat for a while now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I think this is actually our first uh, proper conversation after we left school. Yeah. So how has it been? What have you been up to? Oh, that's been really okay. You know how life is. That's been, it's something that we feel of up and down. Yeah. But like I thank God we are really here today. I mean, yeah, so it's 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 great, but it's it's a journey that have not been easy. I must say that, you know, but looking back, I will say I'm super grateful. Yeah, that makes sense because like you said, it's a journey. Yeah, it has not been easy. I know how you are in the university, you have these beautiful dreams, and it's like once you leave university, you're going to achieve all of them, and then you get out, and life is showing you shakes from <laughs> left, right, and center. And you're like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but I think I, th- I thank God because I think most of us are at least finding our way, finding our path, and and I'm grateful for that, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So this question I ask everybody that comes to this podcast, which is how did your journey start? I mean, your journey to where you are now, you're in Czech Republic. So how did that journey start? Okay. Um, uh, Czech Republic, is it just the journey to, okay, the journey to Czech Republic specifically? Yes. Okay, uh, it's actually because um, my husband, um, it's company, the company it's working with, he's working with is yeah. moving him over because he works uh, with a Czech Republic company. Mm-hmm. And since we are married, so we decided to come together, uh, not just him coming over. Actually, it, it was supposed to be just him if... Yeah. Um, if it happened that if it had happened last year, because we got married in November last year, yeah. so if it had happened earlier, it would have been just just him, and later on I would join him. But everything happened after our marriage, and there is no need me staying back in Nigeria, and just him is moving to church. So that is how I find myself in church public. Well, actually, uh, before we even came, yeah. Uh okay, let me just leave that. <laughs> if there's any need to say that, but yeah, so I'm here because my husband moved here. Yeah. 
All right. I think I think you must actually be you most likely will be the first person I've been serving that came through the marriage route. I mean, I know people whose parents brought took her brother and all of that, but you're most likely the first person I'm speaking to who went through the um by joining a partner. And I'm curious as to how it is because you just mentioned he came. You guys were married before the plan started, obviously. So I'm like, being that you are here, because I know how I'm, it took me almost a year to process my German visa. So I'm curious, like, is it does the Czech visa is does it happen that fast? Was there anything that happened particularly that make it made it fast? Is it because maybe it was work? Would if he had been studied, I'm sure it would have taken a long, a short, a longer time. I don't know. What do you think? Okay, uh, like I said earlier, you know, it, it, it's something that they have been working on for okay. him even before we got married. Oh, okay. But yeah, it didn't really uh, work out, you know. And uh, so I, I think uh, the company used a different route. So just like uh, trying to do something in a particular way and it didn't work out. So, okay, they, they decided to do it uh, this other way. And then we are planning to get married. So if uh, it had worked out the first time, yeah. you know, you would have come here alone and later I would join him. So it just happened that the second time uh, they are trying that out, him moving him over to this place. And we happened, we were married and it's all worked out, you know, as we are married. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> There's something that came to my head, right? That what mm-hmm. people really say, you know, back in Nigeria, like, yeah, some uh, maybe a wife or a husband are like a good luck to something. Oh yes, I think so. Too. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, I would just say that. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I think so that. too. <laughs> yeah, because but, I think even the Bible says something along along the lines: "He who finds a wife finds a good thing." And I think it's as much as it's said in that way. I think it's for the both people because. I'm not a very spiritual, religious person, but I also think that certain things bring favor, like being married and maybe having children. I don't know. I cannot explain. I cannot go into all the details, but I just think that's the same way you attract luck to them. They're also attracting luck to you. That's what I think. Seriously, because maybe when we get to that part, because it's something that actually brought a a great luck to me. Yeah, but it actually happened that uh, we're about um, we are we are planning our marriage and we are trying. He's also trying to get a visa the second time. And since we're already planning to get married, so we started pursuing the two at the same time. So yeah. that was happened, and we got married. Our visa came out, and here we are. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine how challenging it must have been in terms of financially and in terms of even because visa running around is not easy. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I had a job when I was processing my visa. I had to, I mean, it's those days are gone. I had to lie a little bit to get, to be able yeah. to trap my visa appointment. So I imagine how it must have been navigating work, navigating wedding planning mm-hmm. and everything. Exactly. And ours were even happening in Abuja. I don't know if that's how yours were. I don't yes, know I went to Abuja. I was in Lagos at the yeah, time. I had exactly. to sneak out to Abuja for my interviews. And I come back and you go to work like nothing happened. Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly. That was also what happened to us. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned your software engine. Is software engineer or developer? Which one? Because I, sometimes I get confused. Yeah, they are all the same. You can call it a software engineer or software developer. Anyone. All right. <laughs> and I mean, I studied, we both studied mass communication. <laughs> and then, because when I saw people, I'm like, software, I'm like, wait, everyone is doing tech. And I think confidence, because I've, I mean, of course, I've not really been in touch with most people, but I think I saw confidence on LinkedIn. I think she's also into tech these days. I'm like, ah, ah, see, yeah. everyone they do tech. No, let me call remain. So let's <laughs> talk about that journey. So f- let's um, start from, first of all, before you moved into tech, what were you doing? What were you and at what point did you decide, okay, I'm going to leave this thing and then I'm going to pivot into tech? Okay. <clears throat> so it's actually an interesting journey. Mm-hmm. And I think I've told a um, few persons, you know. So, okay. I'll say this is how it all started. Yeah. I was actually, when we, we were finished, school or when let me say when when final year I started doing makeover 
And so I was planning to open a studio. Yeah. You know, so after NYC, I decided to move over to Lagos to like get some things, get a job, maybe do it for like one year and to like raise some money and open a studio. That was the plan. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2020, I was working as a as a um uh <laughs> just um like as a salesperson uh in this particular store uh, like uh, it's uh, a gift store so that was when my husband <laughs> he was my friend then so he sent me a link yeah. a link to um, a link to uh to more like um yeah to just it's it's uh, a software engineering school okay you just like to apply to it yeah, but before then, before then, we've actually wasn't twenty. Yeah, it was happening in twenty twenty. So before then, I visited him and I saw what he does on his lab because he's also a software engineer. Okay. And like, what is all this? Why am I see these uh, colors, green, yellow? I was like, it's coding. I was like, what's coding? And he explained a bit. I didn't really understand what he was explaining. I was like, okay, whatever. So then we visited his uh, brothers and one of his brothers so is a software engineer and we are also discussing and through through the discussion I get to know that it's a very uh, it's a good skill if you learn it and all of that I was like okay so that is when the you know Anna Brager this thing started coming up you know this <laughs> This ambitious Alhambra girl. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go and gather all the money. <laughs> oh my God. Then I started asking questions because I don't know anything about it. And truth be told, I didn't I didn't know anything about software engineering. I didn't know there is any skill like that. I didn't yeah. know anything. Like, I didn't know anything. So when I asked questions, so I told you I'm, I'm interested. I would like to learn. So that was why he sent me the link. Yeah. Then. So because of my job, I don't usually have time to go through it uh, because I, I realized that it's something that is very taxi. Like, it's really take a whole lot of my time. So, but I didn't really do that then. But later in 2021, I had to quit the job because I really want to, like, to do this thing, you know. Yeah, create more time. Exactly. So I quit my job in April. No, I quit my job in, it was in May, yeah. So in April, I started learning. He was teaching me. I was like, he was just helping me out to like yeah. learn. And I must tell you, it's, it was never an easy journey. Like it was never an easy journey because it's something I asked him like in six months because all to my head then in six months, I want to learn how to do this in six months and I want mm-hmm. to start making money with it. I never knew it wasn't like that. And <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Can I do this thing? Say yes, you can do it in six months. And I'm doing this thing, and it's not entering. It wasn't <laughs> entering. I'm I'm just serious. Like, see, this my journey. It wasn't yes. entering. I was like, what's going on? It's not a month, two months, and I'm still learning. You know, yeah. So, so then the, that same school, he sent me the link. Uh, he came up again. I think they usually uh, recruit maybe. Um, after some months, they will send out link again. If you're interested, you can apply. So yeah. they sent the link again. And then I've already started learning bit by bit. So I applied then, but I didn't make it. I applied because, yeah, I didn't make it through the first time. Then the second time, I decided to apply. And even the second time when I was trying to apply. Yeah. Yeah, because it requires pay is it that you pay because it's actually a huge sum of money uh at, at that time was uh if you are paying for yourself you pay three million naira to learn Ooh. yeah <laughs> three million naira and if you are getting a spot if you want them to if you are getting a sponsor then you're going to pay 3.5 million naira and they will allow you to learn then when you are earning you'll be paying them back you know, so that that was the thing. I was like, there's no even point going for this because I don't even have anybody who can sponsor me with that kind of money. So, but then I remember one person because my dad was late. So I remember one person that was really good. 
good. He had been good. So me, I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. So I went for the next one, for the next exam, and I passed. I was very happy. Yeah, I, can <laughs> I was actually very happy, not because I passed, but because I knew I was able to solve some algorithm. You know, I was like, wow. So because even the day I went for this exam and I ran my test and some passed, some fail. Like, I was so happy that some passed, you know. Yeah, because I'll, my background, I've never been a mathematical person. Yeah. But that's beside the point because uh, software engineering is not really about mathematics. It's about solving problems, you know. Yeah, because I'm, what I'm saying is I don't want people to think that if you're not good in math, you can't be a software engineer. No, no. You Anybody can be a, a software engineer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's that's where the journey started Luckily for me, I told him and he agreed to sponsor me. And I went for the school, it was six months. And after the after the school, we did internship. Then after the internship, I got my first job. Yeah. I got my first job in uh, I think in October. Got my first job in October. Uh 20, that was last year. Yeah, 2022. That was when I got my first job. Yeah, so, and after then, I got my second job. So, yeah, after then, I got my second job in December, in December 2022, last year. Yeah. Yeah, so, till now, this is where I am. And it has been, uh, a, it has been a very challenging journey. But looking back, like, I am super grateful I chose this path. Yeah, so... That's my journey. Yeah, I mean, it's an yeah. interesting story, to be honest. Yeah. Sorry about your third. And I think it's also, I think it's a it's a cute story too, because you mentioned it's your partner that took you into it. It's like, it's giving power, um, tech power couple, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but I, th- I think it's an interesting journey. Also having someone around who is able to, because one thing is to say you're interested in something and having someone around who is willing to show you the path. Because you know some people in your life, they just want to stay ahead of you. They don't want to support in some kind of way. But mm-hmm. having that person who is willing to show you the way, I don't be patient with you because he said he told you six months. Within that six months, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. But having someone that is really there to be patient with you and guide you, I think it's a blessing. Yeah, and I think it's very commendable for him. And I'm happy you're able to come through this journey. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've tried to learn some tech skills too. And I tell you what, <laughs> I, mean, I don't understand what they are doing because that's what this whole thing is. Well, it's, I think it takes a lot of commitment. I think it's, aside from, it's not just about understanding the things. It's also the part that it takes a lot of commitment. If you're mm-hmm. going to try to teach yourself or maybe learn on your own, because mm-hmm. it's commitment for you to decide that by 6 p.m. I'm going to, Focus on learning this new skill, and I'm exactly. not going to allow anything distract me. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't have that patience in me. I don't have that discipline, so might as well not bother. So when I see people who are able to like discipline themselves and take on these new skills, I find it very fascinating, and I think it's quite commendable. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you mentioned you had gotten a job by December, and so I imagine that means you left your job for you to be able to relocate. Um, okay, yeah, but it, my job was actually a remote job, so I was even doing it as I was here. Okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't a problem because most software engineers, it was actually my fourth job that requires me going to the office, and when I left the job, I got a remote job, and it's, it was totally okay to, to travel to anywhere, provided you are, you are um, meeting up uh, with your tag, so... It's it's it was a remote job, yeah. Okay, that 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 makes sense. Now that you are in check, do you think are you do you have any plans to maybe try to find a job that is in check where you have to work so you don't have to work for an international company? Yeah, sure. I I'm I've actually started applying. Okay. Yeah, I intentionally I quit my job in July July okay. this year. Yeah. So in order to um more like uh, to uh, just like to upskill myself yeah. you know, and uh, to upgrade my skills by building applications myself, but currently I've already started applying while I also build applications like personal applications. 
Now that you mentioned upscaling, again, this is why I don't like tech because <laughs> everybody I know is in tech. It's always something new they are learning. So it's not like, so it's not just a thing of, okay, you've learned one thing and you've gone away. Every new, every new day, there's a new thing to learn. Where will someone have the time? Oh my God. <laughs> no, seriously, that's true because there's a time where I would just like thinking like that learning never ends. It never ends. That's just the truth. Yeah, it never, it never ends. It's a something you do. Um, it's something that you deliberately do. It's a skill, like it's a, it's a learning you de- deliberately do. There's, but then when I look at it the other way, there's yeah. something my dad used to say. He used to say that any new skill you are entering, any new thing you are you are getting into, you're going to be a beginner. You're going to be uh, a newbie. You're yeah. not going to, you're entering into something. You're not going to be a master overnight, you know? So, and again, if I decide to like leave tech, you know, because you learn every day, yeah. I'm definitely still going to be a newbie in any way I'm I'm going to in any skill I'm going to find myself. Sure. And not just that, you still need learning. Like I, I think that in whatever skills, whatever it is that we are doing, we still need learning in, in order to like uh, we need daily improvements. True, actually, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, we did need daily improvement because I remember okay when I was a salesperson in this um gift store, yeah. So I remember we were so good because I wrap gifts, I was so good at it that sometimes they, they bring somebody, you know, like maybe some months they bring uh people to what teach us skill, yeah, in order to like you're not just going to be doing this particular thing, you have to learn some other ways of wrapping. You know, so like it's it's I think in anything it's just a, it's a constant learning, but just that <laughs> why tech is different that you have to do it, but you have to do it deliberately. Like you deliberately have to like tell yourself, I'm going to learn this thing. You know, it's not something you can just like consciously or subconsciously learn. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's true because I mean, to, uh, uh, no matter whatever um, field of endeavor one has to learn, but yeah. I think like you mean, and tech is a very fast-paced industry, so it's not one of those industries where you need to upgrade after two, three, five years. It's mm-hmm. like the upgrade can happen in months. You finish learning a new skill today, and then all of a sudden there's something else you have to learn. So it's mm-hmm. like. I mean, that's how I see it because I don't work in tech. But from what I see, it, it's like there's always something new to learn because of yeah. how fast-paced the industry is. But yeah, like you mentioned, I think the key thing is also understanding that whatever your endeavor is, you have to learn something. Exactly. Tools. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. Now that you're still looking for jobs in 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 um Czech, how would you, I mean, of course, you've not gotten the job yet, but like I'm trying to see how would you assess the this Czech tech space and the Nigerian tech space from the little you've known about these two tech spaces? <clears throat> okay. Um First of all, I'm not just looking uh, for a job in Czech. I'm looking for a job in in um, all European countries because okay. since, yeah, since I'm in Czech, so I can actually not that I can't actually. It's it makes it easier for me to like also have access to other countries, you know, under EU. I can yeah. work with yeah. So not just limited to Czech, but then looking at uh, tech space. Um, I would say, uh, what would I say? Sorry, can you come again? I think I actually. Yeah, like, I'm trying I, to have you to like maybe compare from what you've from your little experience. What do you think is the difference, maybe similarities between the tech space in Czech or maybe Europe and that of Nigeria? Um, okay. I wouldn't. Um, I might not be. I might not be a, 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 in a very better position to answer this question because I've not started working with uh, a Czech company yet. But like based on what I know about Nigeria companies, um, and I, I think I, I need to compare that to the company my husband is working okay. with. You know, yeah. So I, I, I really say that we are. Oh, let's say. We we are still far behind when it comes to tech. 
you know, I, I know uh, I don't I don't want to say this to offend anybody, but I shall know that we are we are behind in some things. But when it comes to tech, I think we are still behind because some companies in Nigeria are not very structured. You know, my first mm. company, I, I noticed this in my first company, they try to like um put their um their tech team and every other team in the same umbrella which is not supposed to be they should have they should have a structure they should have um more like um yeah they should, they should just have a structure so i just feel that most nigerian companies don't have this structure they don't have this um um there's um, a way a word i'm looking for you know for their uh tech for their software developers you know yeah, that's basically what I can say. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think I agree with you on the issue of yeah, 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 yeah. Issue of structure and also um culture as well. Yeah, there's a really a lot, you know. We really need to like um look look into in Nigeria structure mm -hmm. and also the, the okay. Take for instance when employing a software engineer. Like there's a, a, a whole lot of things. Okay, let me let me take this for instance. Yeah. People don't really know like how to. I I I, <laughs> I don't know how to say this because I really think that it's it's not just tech. It's not just tech. I just think basically in every aspect, in every aspect of the of some companies, you know, they don't really know how to um. Uh, will I say um, relate to employees? You know, they have this issue of respect. They have this issue of a whole lot of things. You know, not being able to call people by their first name, not being able to like uh, a whole lot of things. You know, I totally understand. What yeah, so I just think I just think the, the structure is not there. The, the the system in which they operate the companies is 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 something else. You know, okay, I can just recall in the company where someone would be like, "You, why are you not putting Mister in my name? You know, why are you not doing this one? Why are you not doing that one?" But that is not what what we are here to do. Or maybe there's a really a lot of things. So, but I just think in general, the, the structure is not there comparing to uh these uh, foreign companies, and I also think that is why some. Uh, some software engineers well, uh, likes to work for this foreign company, not necessarily because they pay well, but because of the structure, because of the respect, like they respect people, you know, and all of that. So, I mean, I can totally relate to what you're saying. Talk yeah. about the structure first. You know, sometimes, like you said, the culture, the company's culture is not, is not really enshrined in how things are done. Like mm -hmm. example, you said about being called Mr., like the, the place, I, the last place I worked in Nigeria, of course, everybody's supposed to go on first name basis. <laughs> but I had a manager shout at someone. Exactly. But not calling name. them madam. Yeah. And I'm like, well, here we're supposed to be going on first name. And even me, because of course, you know, Nigerians, when I was writing email, so long as the person is my senior, I always add Mr. When I'm greeting them, I'm going to, even though the company's this, um, Culture says you should go by first name. But of course, I know in reality, this is on paper. But if I try it in reality, somebody was going to have my neck. Yeah. And that's even besides the point. Like this last job I did again. Do you know, I, for the first week I worked, there was no laptop. You know how they give you, the, we did an um, interview. We did onboarding, did training. I come to work, to resume work. There's no laptop. There's no desktop that has been assigned to me. Yeah. How are you recruiting somebody? And it's not just like, I wasn't the only one that was employed. There were lots of people that were employed at the same time, but none of us, they didn't make any arrangement for our sitting positions. You had to come and you are still trying to scamper around, talk to, they say, go to this person. This person asks you to go to the other person. And I'm like, what is this? Mm -hmm. I was, the first job I did here in Germany when I got to work on my first day, my first day was 2nd of January. Of course, I was grumbling because when I started work on 2nd of January, I was grumbling I got to work. But immediately I got to work, someone was there. I just had to say, I'm, I'm here, this is my first day. They asked me who my boss is supposed to be. They called the person on the phone. She came to pick me up. 
Mm-hmm. You know, she picked me up. She said, let's do a little onboarding session. She told me a few things. She said, okay, time to go get your laptop. Mm-hmm. After we got the laptop, she said, time to get your ID card. Exactly. Because you need it to check in the next time you are coming to this office. Mm-hmm. All of these things happened within this one day. This former job I told you, it took more than one month for me to get ID card. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why does it take so much time to print common ID card? ID card cannot be that hard to print. Yeah. How is it can't be that hard to make arrangement for devices for someone you've been employed for a job? Because if I don't have the device, what am I supposed to do when I come to work? Yeah, exactly. We're not doing pen and paper. Of course, this is it was because this was 2022. Why am I writing? I'm not writing anything down. Mm-hmm. you get like all those small, small things. It may seem like very insignificant, but in the grand scheme of things, it affects how you experience when you do a job. And after I left the job I told you about in Germany, the second job I did, I came, really I came, they said, oh, okay, let's take um, your passports. Yeah. Less than five minutes, my ID card, like I was there, less than five minutes, my ID card was ready. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, these things are not so hard. But I don't think, I don't know if it's, if I would say the cost of doing them is maybe expensive in Nigeria. I don't know. I cannot explain it, but it just doesn't make sense. And sometimes it makes working, like you said, difficult because you're also thinking this person now, even though the convict um, policy says address, address on first name, you have to be sure who is comfortable with you addressing them by their first name, even though they are older than you. Like, I don't exactly. I don't want to come to work and I'm doing that kind mm-hmm. of maths. Yeah. If, we are calling first name, let everybody with first name. Exactly. No, you're telling me call first and I call somebody first name, they will insult me. Because we go <laughs> to HR, so HR cannot really save you in such kind of situation. And of course, you don't also want to go to HR yeah. to put someone that has been in that company for 15 years and who can also make sure you get sacked if if they want to. That, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I went on a rant. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's really cool. <laughs> we really need to talk about all these things. And there's something I, I, I forget to mention, like in, in tech, because I think when I said this, I really generalize it. But when it comes to tech, like they, they don't they don't understand Like some companies don't really understand this thing called tech. Like, for instance, you see, if you don't understand it, so I, I, I w- I'm saying this because I don't know who is going to listen to this podcast, but like it's an observation that I've made. And I also think that companies should learn this, you know, because sometimes why, um, why I'm saying this here, uh, yes, okay, let me just continue. Sometimes you might not have the opportunity to talk to the owner of the company directly because you, you don't know how they will feel yeah. or they say, who are you to talk to me or who are you to advise me? But if a company doesn't really understand what software engineer is, they should really employ someone who does. They should employ uh, someone who really understands this, who will be able to guide the software engineers. It doesn't just end in you employing a tech lead. You know, it doesn't just end. It's, 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 it needs to start from you employing somebody who doesn't code, like somebody who oversees both the tech, like someone who the tech lead answers to, yeah. but the person understand what software engineering and things. Because at the end of the day, they waste money, they pay software engineers that don't really deliver tasks. Because number one, they don't even understand. Or maybe in the source, some situations you see them employing someone who doesn't code or someone who doesn't understand how software engineering is and the person is a tech lead and the person is talking to a software engineer and the software engineer is trying to explain something to you and the person doesn't understand what the software engineer is yeah what the software engineer is saying you know so you are paying a software engineer you don't even understand what they are doing and you can't even employ someone who understands what they're so the structure is not just there. I, I experienced yeah. this in my first job, and they'll be like, they're wasting money. Like you, you, you don't understand this. You need to employ someone who would do, you know. Someone, yeah. yeah someone I think who, that, that's the role of a project manager, isn't it? Yeah. No, that that that's not actually what they okay. Do. Yeah, they should have a CTO. The most time they call them CTO, someone, okay. yeah. Will you understand this? And you just 
just need to be, you don't even need to talk to the software engineers yourself as the owner of the company. The person will just have to be like giving you information of what's going on because the person really understand what they're like a software engineer. Okay. Like for instance, a software engineer cannot come and be telling the person, this uh this feature you are asking me to do, I'm going to deliver it in two weeks' time. With someone that, that understood what really going on, the person will be like, no, this starts, it requires you to deliver in three days. Did you understand the difference? Okay, yeah, okay, I think that makes sense. So yeah, someone that has an understanding of how this exactly thing works so that they can monitor what these thefts work. Exactly. And, and, it, and it also goes vice versa. You yeah. know, the, the owner of the company don't have to that you're supposed to deliver this today because you don't understand this. And then the person is supposed to deliver this today. Meanwhile, this what the feature you're asking the person to deliver is supposed to be delivered in a week time. You understand? Yeah. It goes both ways. So I think so. I think if I'm to advise them, I would say they should employ someone who really it has to start from you employing someone who really understand what these people are doing. Yeah, the, so there's yeah, a kind of a balance and understanding. Exactly. Yeah, that's where the structure needs to start from. To be honest, that's where it needs to be start. Not every month you are paying software engineers and you don't even understand what they are doing. You don't even know whether they are delivering or not. Yeah, sometimes I feel for them and sometimes I'll be like, the structure is not there. And I don't I know. mean, it's one of those things. A lot of things are uh, not structured in the country. Exactly. Let's, let's talk more about check. Okay. So when you got there, what was the first thing that, I mean, did you meet your expectations of what you imagined it was going to be? <clears throat> to be honest, to be honest, I I overmeet my expectation. Oh, okay. Yeah, because back then in Nigeria, I, I would tell my husband, you shouldn't just stay in the country in Nigeria and we aim in we aim in, in currency. Exactly. They just do our work here and all of that. I was like, no, they just go and see. We can't be in Nigeria and be saying, let's not go. To be honest, when I came here, I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I'm not going back anywhere. <laughs> I thought he was like, eh? I was like, I'm not going anywhere. To be honest, like this is this place is super cool, it's super awesome. Everything is structured. Everything is in place. You know, everything is cool, super cool. And to be honest, I, I so much love it here. I so much love it here. And it's, it's super cool. And that also brought me to saying something I usually say to my... I don't know if it's super cool to say, but sometimes I'll be like, our leaders are really wicked. I mean, they come here, they see all these things and they're not bringing it back home, you know? Mm. That's a story for another mm. day. I think, you know, one thing is, like, you read all these places, you 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 have relatives that are in these places, they, you hear stories. When you come and witness it, it makes you a lot more angry. Yeah. Leaders. Because half of these people, aside the fact, even if, they didn't grow up abroad. Most of them have children abroad. They, they come to see all the time. They've come yeah. to these working systems. They know how things work. Mm. But they don't put in enough effort to replicate things like that in Nigeria. Telling you. Because, and, and I don't know how things work in Czech, but like here, nobody pays for school fees. Not wow. for primary school, not for secondary school, not for university. It's the it, it, same. It, it and I'm really, like, yeah. but this is possible in Nigeria, you know. Yeah. And it's not because we, we are the ones that have the natural resources. Mm-hmm. And then we're in a country that doesn't have so much natural resources, mm-hmm. but you still manage to have an economy that works. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't want to talk about the bus transport system. Let's talk about basic things like school and then hospital. I'm telling you, seriously. I mean, it's when I came here, I'll be like, oh my God. Like, oh, like I'm I'm not saying this from the from the uh, aspect that I live somewhere uh, so bad in Nigeria, no, I we lived in Lekki, like we lived, actually yeah. live in Lekki. But I came to this country. I was like, I'm not going back to Nigeria. So now looking at it from the point of people who live in in some places, you know, yeah. So I'll be like, no, 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 because I've actually, I, I'm, I'm not saying this. Let me know. I think I, I might actually sound uh, somehow here. 
Uh, let me also take it back to where I am coming from. Yeah. yeah, not coming from a very rich family. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand what you mean because exactly. <laughs> yeah, because I'm saying it because people are going to listen to this. No, 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 I understand what you mean. I mean, to be fair, for you to yeah. go to university education in Nigeria is not easy, exactly. Let's be honest. Not a lot of, yeah. I mean, I, the school I were, I know people that couldn't afford going to second university, yeah. and imagine how much we are paying in Isaac now, but yeah. not afford it, exactly. So, even exactly. if you're able to finish, I think that's some privilege to an extent. Let's be honest. And then coming from, like you said, you're not like you're, you didn't have the worst of experiences, mm-hmm. but you still can tell how things are so different. Uh, exactly. You know, exactly. I think I've told this story before on this podcast. I'm going to tell it again. When I was in Australia, I told you I was in Australia briefly. Mm-hmm. There was a day it rained. I woke up in the morning. You know how it, whenever it rains in Nigeria, there was no be lights. You know, I woke mm-hmm. up this morning and I noticed that it was raining. I quickly rushed up to go and charge my phone. That was when it dawned on me that I was no longer in Nigeria. Oh. I had to just, my, 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 my battery was low, but I didn't, but I just had to go back to bed because it was like, I was so angry because you know how, like it's it's a very traumatic response for yeah. me to be in a place where there was no, I know there was no going to be a light issue, but I was still bothered about yeah. something as much as, you see, if, if you see how I woke up that day, you know how it is now when you realize there's going to, your battery is low and there's going to be there's it's raining you want to quickly charge so that everything your battery doesn't die off this is the speed with which i woke up to charge my yeah I, I can ask I like, yeah I that, the whole of that day i was so angry really? because why can't you even have common electricity really, really like like it's 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 really painful. Like when I came here, I told my husband that if it's my power, I'm going to I'm going to carry Czech Republic transport system back to Nigeria. Like yes. back, like I'm just thinking about this from like a from a common person standpoint. Like I don't have any power, but like I'm be able to like know that this is necessary. If you see transport system, I'll be like, why? Like, why Why are they like this? Like, our leaders, oh my God. It's 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 crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Sorry about, sorry about the rant. But sometimes <laughs> it actually happens here because it's like, you know, there's no way you, cannot talk, you can talk about living outside of a country without talking about the reality of being Niger- a Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now let's talk about um, the language. I think I asked you that before we start recording. Okay. So, I mean, here in Germany, you can get jobs without having to speak German. Like I said, I've gotten, I've, I've, I've done, I've worked in a corporate environment before here. I didn't speak German all throughout work. So yeah. I mean, it's possible to do something like that. So I'm asking now in Czech, do you think it's possible to do, like having a proper nine to five job without having to speak Czech Republic? Like how, how does... One's knowledge of Czech Republic affects the experience of living in Czech, experience of being able to get a job from your experience so far from how long you've stayed, stayed rather. Okay. Yeah, so um, I would say we in tech, we are, when it comes to that aspect, we are very lucky because the most uh, tech companies, they don't, uh, most people that recruit software engineers, they don't care. If yeah. you speak Czech or not, they what they care more about is if you can solve a problem, if you can code, you know. But I don't know how it is for those who who are not into tech. You understand? But like yeah. last two weeks, I traveled to Sweden, and my sister-in-laws they were talking about it on uh, Swedish that you really need to have to know how to speak you know, or maybe even communicate better in Swedish before you be able to get a job outside tech. Like if it's it's any job that is not tech, but honestly, I've not really like ask or get to know here in Czech Republic if you can actually uh, get a job if you don't speak Czech. But because we are in a tech space, it's, it's not a problem at all. It's not a problem, yeah. People are saying I'm me, I'm gonna start to do techo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you <laughs> like. I go start to do tech because yeah, yeah, yeah I, I tell people because the truth is it, it's a skill that it's both local and international. True, true. Yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't care where you are, it doesn't care where you're from, it doesn't 
like it is something you can really do. Yeah, but I, I don't know how it is for people who can't speak English, you know, because, you know, English is more like a versatile language, you know. So I don't yeah, know. It takes space, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know how it is. But for people coming from Nigeria, I mean, even our mothers, they can still speak, even if it's not a joint. Yeah, people coming from Nigeria. So I think if you really, if you are really looking for a skill and maybe you don't know what to do and you you have interest in software engineering, I mean, why not? You can join the tech space and explore. Yeah, sure, I so. think that makes sense. I think here in Germany too, they run a lot of boot camps. It's not yeah. free, but because I tried to make inquiries because I was actually considering taking. I was considering, but I've not made up my mind. Doing okay. a cybersecurity course, I started doing research. So they have boot camps that you can register for. You don't have to pay at once. You can actually split the money for some of them for as long as 36 months. But the courses are usually, if you're doing full-time, it's like three months. If you're doing part-time, it's like six months. And so some schools that do this boot camp, they have the English version. Some of them have both English and German version. Basically, actually, they are trying to, at least in Germany, they are trying to really open the tech market to accommodate more tech experts because whether we like it or not, this is a very viable skill and a lot of skills may become extinct in the future because of the whole tech revolution. Mm-hmm. But for me, like I said, I still am trying to find this. I'm trying to still make a decision. Do I really want to make that switch? And if I'm making that switch, how to also find a space that is suitable for me? Because me, I don't think I want to learn how to code. I tried to learn HTML years ago. I actually learned HTML years ago. I self-taught myself. But I think I found that it was very boring for me. So it's not like something I think, I, I don't think I want to go into anything that involves coding. But I'm still yeah. very navigating between maybe doing project management and or maybe cybersecurity. Exactly. So like our tech is actually versatile. You don't need to code to be in tech space. You don't need to be a software engineer. You can be a UI UX person. You can be a cyber security person. You can also be DevOps. There are DevOps, you know. So you can you can pretty be. You can even be a like you say, project manager, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really versatile. So you don't necessarily need to code to be in tech. Yes, I think I think I think it makes sense, sure. But well, me, I don't get that kind of strength too because. Ah. <laughs> The commitment, let's even forget every other thing. I know the money is good and all of that, but the commitment it takes to like learn something new and be disciplined enough to pay their attention, pay attention. Plus, I don't hold self. I don't go. I know, I know I my brain don't full a big. <laughs> that, that's the way you that's the way I didn't need to talk about the they are mentioning you said you are old. I don't think tech space they don't care. They don't care mm-hmm. about your age. That's also another awesome thing about it. It's only it's, it's just like you say, if it's something you can really do, if it's something you are up to, you know, just for you to like make up your mind. And also if you have interest, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's it's something that doesn't really care about where you are or your age. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just your interest and commitment. That's all. True, I can imagine. So, yeah. so far from your experience in Czech Republic, now we've talked about language, you've talked about trying to get a job. So I'm also wondering, um, what, what do you think, how do I phrase it now? Let's, okay, your relationship with money at the time, because I'm going to give you an example. The first time I came to Australia to get some things, when I went to the shop, I was seeing the price. Of course, I now have to pay. I wasn't, you know how Nigerians come and they try to transfer, trans, um, convert the money to Naira. I know it was going to be a fruitless journey. But okay. but I was already in that. So I'm also like wondering, but if I buy this at this cost in euro, do I have value for money? You know how, because in Nigeria, whatever you tell me the price of anything, I can almost tell you, this is something I can pay for it. Sure you get. Maybe I, I can think of a place I can get it for cheaper. But yeah. here, I don't know anywhere. It's like literally my first week and I need these things. And I'm like, mm. why get value for this thing? Is there a place I can get it cheaper and things like that? What I'm asking is how do you process, make make buying decisions and you are sure that this thing you are paying for, you are getting value for your money as opposed to just buying it because well, you don't have any other choice. I don't know if that, I don't know if you get my question. 
Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. So first thing is that I what have actually experienced is that most of the things they sell here in Czech Republic, I don't know of every any other place, is that it's actually something valuable, you know. And there's also some things that have warranties, you know. You can always like, like the last thing I bought, the hem stretchner. I have like um two years of warranty on it. So I can always return it if if I feel that it's not working well or anything or when it's spoiled. So they, they usually their things are of quality. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. Or unlike in Nigeria, where you can also get the quality ones and also get the inferior ones. All right. So and that that's one. Then Thing too, I've actually come to know that there are some stores that sell expensive things, yeah. you know. Yeah, so because there was a day I I, I, I usually do something, so I want to get something. I quickly convert it to Naira to see how much is it. I, I do that. <laughs> I do that, but I'll also tell you why I don't do that often anymore. I'll yeah. tell you why, but like, let me just continue. So I will quickly convert it. And when I see the price, like, nah, maybe I should check another store, you know. And some there's another things I notice here. People quickly tell you things. You don't care if you are buying from them or not. Because I've actually had an experience when I want to go get something. Because I'm this kind of person that if I can't afford something, I, I pick up that from Nigeria. Like, I can't afford it. And I'll work out, you know. Exactly. There's no compression. Exactly. I don't, I don't do, I must get it. Nah, it's not me. So I, I told the woman that this is actually pricey for me. And she told me I can get it cheaper downstairs. Like it's, I don't know, there's a, there's a, a um, it's a palladium. There's a 200 store somewhere here. Is I think is in somewhere in old town or something yeah. right here. So she actually directed me where I can get it cheaper. Oh, okay. And, That's nice. Yeah. So, and the, like, this is not my first experience though. Like, I did you like they wanted to get something with my husband. We wanted to supposed to get like two pillows. And because the other one was oversized and the woman was like, no, we can do it this way and we don't need to get to, you know, experiences like that. Like, they don't care if you are getting it from them. They can literally direct you, direct you where you can get it cheaper, you know. So some experiences like that, or maybe I'll ask questions, where can I get this cheaper? Where can I get a more cheaper one and I usually get answers. And sometimes if I still want to get from them, maybe after going there, maybe I realize that Diaz is actually better. I'll convert it to Naira to know how much is it in Naira. And if it's something I can I can actually buy if it's the same thing, if I'm still in Nigeria, if I can buy, then I'll go ahead. If it's something I can buy, then I go. And also talking about conversion. Yeah. I re- <laughs> talking about conversion, I realized that if anytime I try to cover something, the money, like it's because I was like, what is this? I can come and buy some. The last time I made my hair was, uh, it was cornrows. I made it yeah. at uh, 700 check rounds and I converted it was 20 something thousand, 25,000 naira. Yeah, I had to be like, you. I after making it that day, I did not, I did, I, I learned how to make cornrows myself. Like I visited YouTube. I said, I cannot be making uh, this thing. 45,000. Uh-uh. No, it's not sustainable at all. Uh, I say no, I cannot be doing it. So there are some I do. There are some that they really say it's really necessary. I need it. And maybe I've asked questions and, and there is nothing I can do about it. I will mm. get it. I also look at the quality. I also like, I look, so I, I look at a whole lot of things, you know. But yeah. there are some that at the end of it, I'm like, no, like now I can make my own hair. You know, I, I do it. I just go buy those things I need, open YouTube and like do it myself because then <laughs> when I see the price, like, no, in Nigeria, I can't spend this kind of money. It's not you like, <laughs> it's not that it's even like times two. It's like more than like comparing making a cornrows of 1,000 era to making cornrows of 25,000 era. That's like, more than 20 times, actually. Exactly. So it's it's not, it, it wasn't, my head itself is not even allowing it. I said, no, I cannot do it, you know. <laughs> so for some, I just go ahead and do it, yeah. And also comparing to, hey, there is actually, 
something I want to say. You know, it's actually our money that is losing value. Sometimes, yeah. not, not necessarily that these things are expensive, because if you look at it very well, they are not really expensive to compare the value of your money, to compare their minimum wage. Exactly. You know, compare, yes, when you look at it very well, you know that these things are not actually expensive. When you look at your salary, so if you are working here, that they are actually affordable. But if you are comparing it to Nigeria currency, that you already know that it has lost value. You know, it now looks as though it's very expensive. Sometimes they're not expensive just because our currency is is very low. So yeah, I think that's actually why I don't bother com- um, converting because. If I convert, it will not change the price of the thing. Exactly. But, but like you said, I just have to decide, is this thing, do I really need this thing? Exactly. What value am I getting from me? Exactly. And how much, do I think I have the amount to pay for this mm-hmm. at this moment? Mm-hmm. If I don't have that amount, I can say, okay, maybe I'll get it next month. Mm-hmm. But just basically think about it, check my budget and all of that. Exactly. So let's quickly conclude. So based on your experience so far living in Czech Republic, what advice would you give someone who is trying to move to Czech Republic? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, my Firstly, I would advise the person to learn a skill. Like, I wouldn't advise anybody who is leaving Nigeria and coming to Czech Republic not to have any skill. Firstly, I usually advise people to, if you have interest, I, I know why I usually say interest because um, software engineering is not something you, you do when you don't have the interest because even when you have the interest, sometimes you can be bored. You yeah. know, you just need a break. Yeah. So you need to have, so I usually advise people that if you can learn software engineer engineering and if you have the interest, please just go ahead and acquire this game before moving to Czech Republic. I can only speak of where I have been because it also is a skill that you can work anywhere and it's something that doesn't require you to learn how to speak the language, you know? So it's it's a versatile skill and it's, it's also a skill that doesn't just limit you to Czech Republic. You can travel to any country you want to, you know, and work remotely from home. So I usually advise people based on on software engineering angle. But, but aside software engineering angle, I, I always know that a skill is a very wonderful thing. Like learning a skill, learning how to do something is very good, you know. Yeah, because I also notice that here people do a lot of things themselves. You know, yeah. So learning how to do something, you can it's a lady that makes my hair and she's collecting that kind of money for cornrows. Yeah. Imagine she's not making a normal hair for me. Like I calculated it the other day, it was hundred and something thousand in Naira. And imagine if somebody knows how to make hair, just like the way I came to this place with my husband, and I can make people's hair and I'm making that kind of money. You know, yeah. you know how much. Yeah. So learning a skill, I will, I will really advise that if you are moving to Czech Republic. Yeah, I think I think that's actually a very good advice because just like you said, things. Do you know? As in, I hate the fact that I'm doing everything by myself in this place. <laughs> like at least, be, like before I came to, I moved out of Nigeria for at least for one year before I came. I wasn't cooking. I wasn't doing my laundry. The only clothes I wore, maybe the clothes I sleep with, but my work clothes, I sent to the dry clean and all of that. All of a sudden, I'm doing everything by myself. Yeah. Goodness yeah. gracious, how did what who did I offend? Yeah. yeah, but I think, but that's also like this is a very normal thing. But also in terms of other skill sets, like cutting one, shaving one's head, cutting one's head and all of that. Yeah. Except you really have the money to pay for them. I think it's exactly. best to learn how to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it's very important because it's going to save you money. It's exactly. also going to save you time because even to get things done here, you have to fix appointment, even for mm-hmm. the slightest things. Yeah. But I think it's important that you mentioned the whole skill set. It's going to really yeah. come in handy. Yeah. True. Thank you very much, Ugochi, for having this conversation. And I really appreciate it.
Thank you. Thank you. Too. I, I appreciate it. Too. So it's my pleasure, really. <laughs> right. So and if you've listened to this part of the podcast, thank you for joining this episode. And I hope you really enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed having this conversation. And most importantly, I hope you've learned something new. Once again, if it's your first time, thank you for joining. And please follow or subscribe, follow the podcast on your preferred streaming platforms like and share if you have been coming before thank you also for joining the previous episode and i hope you keep coming back do enjoy the rest of your day bye bye